Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh my God, fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hearts or Housekeep? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my God, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any good moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to the Tell Us More podcast. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster sponsors us. How amazing! How would that? How amazing would that? Be? I mean, we want to get shirts with an. Um, what do they call those? Like, it's not called the commandments. It's called just the. The I'd, I'd really rather you, you didn't. I'd really rather you did. That's what it, they're called. It's, they're just called. It's the eight. I'd really rather you didn't. I'd really rather you didn't. And but. it's true. To be quite frank, those are I'd really rather you didn't. That is supposed to be what Christianity is, and then people are actually assholes. If you Wait, think about it, to what? the core, to the core, like being nice and accepting people is like supposedly I don't know, man. What I learned, Jesus wanted, but you know, other people don't really. Marissa's pointing to her head. I just hate people. I think she meant use their brains. <laughs> If you can't tell, we just recorded the Flying Spaghetti Monsters. <laughs> We've been exposed. <laughs> we just really like reminiscing on our old episodes that happened five minutes ago. Not even. I literally just I literally just hit save and then I opened a new window. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Now it is season two, episode seven. <laughs> we both just yeah. It's a, it's an eight forty three on a Friday night, so clearly it's, work is up. hard. Work is hard. I mean, it was also like super gloomy today, and like yeah. it, I said to my coworkers at one point, "Has it changed time at all?" Because it was like the same amount of darkness mm-hmm. the entire day. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, this is cute." Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, Hannah just handed me my water. It's hard when we record these right after another because I feel like we should have updates, but like we don't have any updates. Did we really have an update in the previous one? No, but we were just chatting. We had something to chat about. We had some chatty time. Some chit chat. We just had some like catch up, hang out with the mic time. Yeah, just some hang out with the mic time. That's what we like. We're just, we're just calling it that. It's it's hanging out with the mic time. Hanging out with the mic time. Mm. Um, oh. Oh my god, I just remembered I'm super excited about this one too, but you're going first. I am going first. Um, okay. Do we want to have more chatty at the mic time? <clears throat> I don't really care. No, fun fact about me, whatever I, there's like, <laughs> wait, wait, fun fact about me. Fun fact about me. Hashtag fun fact about me. Whenever there's like downtime or like my brain isn't really like focusing on anything, fucking Star Spangled Banner comes into my head. Always. A true American. Always. Always. You no, are a true I'm American. Kidding. A patriot. I don't claim America. Okay. Right, so. Start, girl. I wanted to tell you about the fucked up story behind the making of the poltergeist. Is this the scare? Is this the Halloween episode? No, I have a different one for that too. <gasps> We're gonna be scary. But it's October, so I figured this is still a good. Spooky. So this isn't about the movie itself. I'm still gonna give you a little background for context. Got it. Poltergeist was released in 1982, and it was an instant success, produced by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg couldn't direct it because he was doing something else at the time, and he couldn't direct both. So something weird where he had to be a producer credit, whatever. So, was he doing like Star Wars? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Wait, in '82, this was released in '82. So ET was he directing ET at the time? I don't know when things get released. Me either. Um, but I figured since Steven Spielberg is a director, and I said produced by Steven Spielberg, I should probably like 
convention. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Got okay. It. So it's about Steven, not Spielberg, just a regular guy. A real estate agent. Oh, poltergeist is <laughs> Poltergeist is Steven Spielberg's I life story. I was, like, I was like, I thought we were talking about, sorry, Shelby. I was like, I thought we were talking about poltergeist. I thought we were talking about some guy named Steven. <laughs> Background of the movie. Got it. So the movie, The Poltergeist, is yep. about Stephen, who is a real estate agent, Sexy. and Diane, of Diane Freeling, and their three kids. Sexy, a couple, a couple. Stephen and Stephen Diane, Diane Freeling. Classic, <laughs> classic. Stephen and Diane, and their three kids. They live in an Orange County, California planned community. It's about how their daughter Carol Ann is basically abducted by ghosts that live in another dimension. And this is the movie with that little girl that says. They're here while looking at the TV, which is how most people um, know the movie. Creepy. is by the creepy little girl. And that's how she was communicating with the spirits is by sitting in front of the TV with all the static. And they were drawn. Not a fan. Have you seen this movie? Yes. I've never seen this movie. Oh. Yeah, I have. So they were drawn to her. Rave review from Marissa. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. So you're like Emmy or classic amazing horror movie and it's like, it's fine. It's like this, like, look at I mean, I yeah. wasn't impressed. Whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever. The effects, whatever. Um, yeah, I've seen it. So yeah, she communi- communicates with the spirits through the staticky TV and they were drawn to her because of her life force. Oh. Whatever that means. I don't know if it was because of her youth. Like her particular life force? I don't know what that means. Just okay. I think, like, you know, as humans, we are all drawn to each other because of our life forces. We just draw specific other life forces with our life forces, and that's called friendship. <laughs> My face is concerned and scared. Yeah. But sure, exactly. yeah. Life forces just tangle Our all life up. forces gravitate towards each other. It's like crystals. It's like crystals. <laughs> Life force. Hashtag. I feel like we need to burn some sage. I have some. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not shocked. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then, it's like crystals. It's like crystal. Paranormal. 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 They had paranormal investigators come in and also a medium. There was a portal in the kids room of the closet and the portal. exit was in the fucking. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to go back a little. So. The little girl, the creepy little girl, communicates. Carol Ann cre- with Carol her life force. Carol Ann and her life force. Carol Ann's life force plus life force. life force. I can't talk today. Carol Ann's life force. Carol Ann's life force. And the staticky TV. Her staticky TV. The ghosts, uh, they abduct her. They want Where her. Where did they take her? Took her into the different uh, TV. The portal. They took her into the TV. They took her into a portal. This Gosh. is Marissa's really bad <laughs> review of the poltergeist. <laughs> It's whatever. It's important to know that the Caroline gets abducted by ghosts. There was a portal in the kids' bedroom. Yeah. And the exit was through the living room ceiling. The, the exit to the, from the portal. Mm-hmm. Very small portal, apparently. It just goes from the bedroom to, to the, the ceiling to the living room. Yes. Seems convenient if you want to get downstairs quickly. I know, right? So there's some there's some ghosts, but then there's also a demon known as the Beast. Oh. Who has Caroline under restraint in an effort to restrain the other spirits? So the Beast and the other spirits aren't friends. No, the beast is a demon. Okay. I think got the spirits. It. Got it. I think the spirits were communicating with Caroline because they wanted out. They're like, "Help us, Caroline! Caroline, come on! We come, know that you have some portals. Your life force sounds great. Smells good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Smells good." Um, and the beast is like, "No, 
Beast is like, fuck you. No, I'm a demon. Fuck you. So I guess it's more like, fuck you. Yeah, it's, fuck you. Fuck you. My sister used to make a demon voice. Vanessa. I mean, we haven't talked about her yet this episode. Name drop. She used to, we used to have bunk beds. And she had this huge... Pretty sure you told the story in episode one, season one. No, I didn't. I'm pretty sure. I've heard it before. I just tell you? I don't know. Tell it. She used to lean a big, like, big stuffed bear. It was huge. Over the side of the bunk bed, because she was on the top. And she would be like... (laughs) And I'd be like, Vanessa! And she'd be like, Vanessa isn't here right now! I was like six... Okay, dude, I'm sorry, but I think your sister might have actually been possessed, and you're being kind of a dick about it. Uh, well, if she was, she's fine now. Okay, so. good. Is she? Uh, Vanessa, are you okay? <laughs> How's your life force? How's your teddy bear? Oh, I thought you just said her titty bear. <laughs> How's your titty? How's your titty? We need to take a pause. It is check. Uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so it is. take a pause, take a chance, this take a moment. This is your titty check. We're check your titties. Check your titties. Mine feel great. Mine also feel great. There you go. That was some cool awesome. moments of turning on if you ever wanted to Woo-hoo. know when Marissa and I were touching our boobs. It's right now. Spoiler alert. No. Spoiler alert. Okay. Anyways. So then. The portal. The, the demon. Yes. The beast. Got it. So the mom, obviously, it's always the fucking mom, is like, I'm going to fucking get my kid back. So she rescues her by tying herself to a rope and having the rest of them hold the rope. So she can, she can get, so she goes through the portal, she gets Carol Ann, yada, 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 they fall through the ceiling, the medium's like, all good. Oh, the medium's still there. She yeah. Just like I'm not sure how Carol Ann, one, getting sucked into the portal, and then her mom taking her out, makes the house all of a sudden clean. I, all you did was get your kid back, so you're stupid. <laughs> so, obviously, they move out. <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, I mean, it really, really, getting your kid back through a portal, how does that mean that the spirits are all of a sudden gone? You just got your kid back. I don't know. I don't disagree. I, right. I, I'm with you. It just kind of seems like a... Well, we'll probably do some, we should probably, as ordained spaghetti monster <laughs> priests, we should probably do an exorcism we should, on Carol Ann. Because we can't, we can perform them. But, uh, so obviously they move out. And while they're packing, the dad leaves to tell his boss that he's quitting, and the older daughter goes on a date. Not sure why that's important. It is. Um, the other two kids and the mom are home alone. They're packing, yada yada. Then... The beast ambushes Diane and the children, aiming for a second kidnapping by attempting to restrain Robbie and Diane. Robbie is attacked by a clown doll in his bedroom, and Diane Ah! is attacked by an unseen force that moves her up a wall over the ceiling in her room. This is important to remember. The unseen force drives Diane to the backyard, dragging her into a swimming pool. Skeletons surround her as she tries to swim to escape, but she manages to climb out of the pool and make her way back into the house. She rescues the children. They eventually escape to the outside, only to discover coffins and rotting corpses erupting from the ground Ah! in the yard and throughout the neighborhood. What the fuck? So the dad, when he goes to tell his boss that he's quitting, his boss tells him that instead of moving the bodies, he just got rid of the headstones. Turns out the whole development was built on top of a cemetery. And he didn't move the bodies. He just moved the headstones. Fuck. He literally built everything on top of their graves. And then the house implodes into the portal. Family checks into a hotel for the night. And Steve, you know what he does? He rolls the TV out into the rock, into the walkway. I just would like to say, their house implodes into a portal. And then they just... And the next sentence is, they checked into a hotel for the night. <laughs> Where are they going to go, dude? Their house got sucked into I, a portal. Um... I guess. I just... I think that was the most confusing summary anyone has ever given of I mean, the Poltergeist I movie. I feel like you need to watch... Wait, that's the end? They check into a house? They check into a hotel. 
Or, sorry, got confused. The whole point of this episode isn't to just talk about the movie. <laughs> isn't to describe no, 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 the I movie. Get that, but that's how <laughs> the movie ends? Yeah. Nobody dies? No, I guess not. Oh, I thought, like, everybody died at the end of Poltergeist, but I... Mm-hmm. Poltergeist is German for noisy ghost. Peeves was a poltergeist in Harry Potter. He was a noisy ghost. Wow. They didn't put him in the movies. Anybody. Anybody. Any, anybody. Anyway. Hashtag justice for Peeves. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Peeves. So they made three poltergeist movies. Okay. It's important to remember. And people think that the movies are cursed, and here's why. Now here's where you get into the real meat and potatoes. So... First and foremost, that's, I'm gonna, please just remember what you just said. Meat and potatoes? Yep. Okay. And then we will come back to it. Dude, this is just like the vibrator it's episode. It's really creepy. I hate it a lot. Okay. okay. <laughs> you are talking about the origins of meat and potatoes. Yep. That's what's going on. No. Keep going. So, first and foremost, that pool of skeletons mm-hmm. that the mom got dragged through, mm-hmm. skeletons were real. What? They were real skeletons. What? Because apparently it was too expensive what? to make skeletons out of what? rubber. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. What? Where did they get the bodies? So, where, where did they get the bodies? Where did the bodies come from? So, um, so first of all, the, we first learned this information from the actress who played the mom, because she said it in an interview did for... Did she know? Yeah. So after the fact, though, she said it in an interview for TV Land. Spielberg has never con- commented on it. However, the assistant prop master, Bruce Casson, confirmed that they were real. And here's a quote from Bruce. They came from Carolina Biological, Casson said, naming a medical and science supply company that sold human skeletons mainly for use in medical schools back in the 1980s. Replica skeletons did not exist as far as I remember at that time, Casson said. They're now common and relatively cheap, and the rush to the bottom line for cost will dictate. So the use of real skeletons is part of what made people think that the movie was cursed in the first place. I hate it a lot. Mm-hmm. That, that is super not creepy. Not a fan of yep. that information. Not Thank you. Not at all. Swimming in legitimate. No. Nope. Could you imagine? Like actually imagine. Like hearing no, that I is one thing. I don't want to imagine that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> to to know that you're being dragged through a pool of skeletons and to be that actress knowing that because like in the movie they're supposed to be real skeletons, but being the actress knowing that they're they're actually real skeletons. No. And I don't think she knew that. She didn't know that for while filming. She found that out after the fact. I'm pretty sure. I would rather find out after. Same. Cringeworthy. It makes me, like, I'm my toes are curled right mm-hmm. now. I'm so uncomfortable, but I'm, we're not done yet. Right. Keep going. So, also, really strange things. Strange things. Oh, some strange things. Some strange things. Strange things happened on set during filming as well. It has been said that the mechanical clown used in the movie malfunctioned. No. And, mm-hmm. I don't like clowns. And strangled the actor, Oliver Robbins, who played Robbie. But he was supposedly almost killed because the crew thought his strangulation was just very convincing acting. No! And this is coming from people that actually worked on the set. Like, these are not... I'm literally going to throw mm-hmm. up. Like, this makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Joe Beth Williams told E! True Hollywood Story that she would return home every night after filming Poltergeist to find that something had tilted all the pictures in her home. Wait, who did she play? She was the mom. Oh, okay. I began to think, is somebody trying to send me a message that I shouldn't be doing this film? Every night after she went home after filming Poltergeist. I hate it. I'm a cursed truther for sure. You're what? A curse truther? I thought you said you were a first truther. And I was like, I don't I know am what the crazy first <laughs> cult that is, but I don't think it's good. So I'm I actually a first truther. So I'm actually, I'm a part of the first truther cult. I'm um, part of the first truther cult. 
It's all about the fact oh. that you know the truth. All about how we know things. On how I know the truth. <laughs> I know the truth. And first, and first, I time. comment first on every Instagram post ever. Hashtag first truther. So, yes. Yes, she's, okay, tilted, everything's tilted. She hates it. Author James Kahn was hired to write the novelization of the movie, and he says that as he was finishing the novel, a freak lightning bolt struck the building he was working in. I don't find that that creepy. The facing on the air conditioning unit blew off, flew across the room, and hit me in the back, Kahn said. After about half a minute or a minute, the lights flickered and went on, and then all the video games in the room started playing the Shut the fuck up. Stop it! Okay, but it was an electric bolt, like electricity, so like maybe it just all turned on. But I hate that a lot, and I'm not, I don't like it. Just imagine that happening to you. No! What? Stop telling me to imagine it! I don't want to! I hate scary things! <laughs> and here are scary things. Here, here they come. All the scary scares. things. Mechanical clown. Nope. No. Not even I. Not even you I. Are the one that just brought it up. <laughs> I, I was Oliver Robbins. It was Spielberg. Oliver Robbins. Spielberg. So the first film was released in June 1982. And in November of that year, Dominique Dunn, who played the older sister Dana, was murdered. Her ex-boyfriend was a famous L.A. chef, John Sweeney, came to her house to beg to take him back. Their relationship was abusive, which is why she broke up with him in the first place. So when she said no, he choked her and he left her to die. Oh my god. She didn't die there. Oh my god. She was in a coma for four days and then died in the hospital. Oh my god. Sweeney was sentenced to six and a half years in prison, but was released after three years and seven months. Fuck him. Because, you know, we can just kill women and then not spend the rest of our lives in jail. During the filming okay. of the second movie, concerned about the use of real skeletons on the set in the first film, Native American actor and Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, star, Will Sampson, performed an exorcism on the set of the second film in 1984. And according to Williams... This is like before they even started filming. He was yeah. like, you know what? Before I start in this movie, let me just do a quick exorcism. Just going to do a quick exorcism. Casual. Um, as we all do before we start our projects, we have to do a I quick mean, exorcism. Rosa and I did it this morning. We did. I start every day off with a quick exorcism. You never know what demons are getting you in the middle of the night. Demons haunt me in my dreams. The demons. I need to, much like people shower in the morning, I perform a quick exorcism. It's just my daily routine. So, according to Williams, he went to the set late at night by himself to do it, and the next day the, the cast... Fuck? Why? Mm, I don't know. But apparently everybody felt relieved the next day. Okay. Well, I guess I'm glad he didn't die. Yet. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. The look on my face was very much fuck. like, well... Fuck. And then Julian Beck who played an evil spirit in Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, died in 1985. Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. The Other Side. So he died in 1985. And because he had been diagnosed with stomach cancer before filming began and passed before the movie was released. Sad. Then, and this this is the saddest one, this is the one that really gets people, besides Dominique Dunn. So Heather O'Rourke, who played Carol Ann, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Then a year later... She got really sick, and people just thought that she had the flu. Mm -hmm. But a day after that, she went into cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. So she was airlifted to the hospital and died during the emergency surgery to correct a bowel obstruction. It turns out she had a congenital intestinal intestinal abnormality and was just misdiagnosed with Crohn's. So she was 12. She died before the release of the third Poltergeist movie. And it had been theorized that she was having issues and may have even died before filming had actually wrapped. So people think 
they used a body double in part of the part of the movies. Okay, creepy, and also, I think this is why I thought everybody died at the end of Poltergeist because, because they the, died in real life. Right, because they <gasps> die in real life. So four people died either possibly during or right after filming of these movies. So then Richard Lawson, who played Ryan in the first Poltergeist movie, uh, I don't know anything about that character, but he almost died in a plane crash. Okay. U.S. Air Flight 405 crashed into Flushing Bay in March 1992. A total of 27 people out of 51 were killed. Lawson survived, even though this happened 10 years after the original Poltergeist was made. People like to attribute the, the incident to this curse. Mm -hmm. And he said, I had heard about the curse, and then I got into a plane crash, trapped in my seat underwater for the longest time, and I survived. Oh oh Is God. there some correlation? I hate that a lot. I hate I the idea of being, like, like, like uh, buckled in underwater, mm -hmm. and it's, like, it's like oh, my God. Yep. I am so, like, anxious right now. <laughs> right. In 2009, Lou Perryman played the small role of Pugsley in the original film. He was 67 years old when a recently released ex-convict killed him in his own home with an axe. Why? So, Seth Tatum left his home one day, supposedly in the middle of a psychotic fugue. Okay. He wandered aimlessly for three miles and knocked on Lou's door. According to oh. witnesses, the two had a brief conversation and went inside together, and Seth, Seth left the house alone. When police oh, searched fuck. his residence, they found Perryman dead, his body hacked apart with an axe... Tatum seems to have chosen Perry completely at random. Of all the thousands of doors he passed on his mid-journey, why did Tatum pick that particular one to knock on? Maybe a coincidence? Maybe something darker. This isn't the first time an actor has been murdered and actors die from things like cancer all the time, but it is interesting that two of the actors from the original Poltergeist movie were brutally murdered. Zelda Rubinstein, who played the medium. What a great fucking name. Right. She, um, she's... she dies. Zelda Rubenstein. Fuck, Jesus. I was rooting for you, Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> she, she's the one. She has the, icon, the iconic raspy voice, mm. where if I were to show you a clip of her, you'd be like, oh, yes, I know her. Oh, cool. So she played the role of the medium. She died in 2010 after reprising her role for, of the medium in the TV series based off the movies. How did she die? We don't know. And she's old. Okay, well that's fine. That's, right. You can die when you're old. That's okay. An extreme version of the curse asserts everyone who appeared in these movies is now dead. But <laughs> T Craig T. Nelson and Joe Hi. Beth Williams and Tom Skerritt are very much alive. I know Craig T. Nelson. He's from... He's the Aaron. dad. He plays the dad. <gasps> he played the dad? The director of the reboot in 2015, Gil Keenan, reports inexplicable equipment failure on set and says the curse followed him away from the filming. The house that I rented during filming was straight up legit haunted by a female spirit dressed in black, Keenan wrote. She definitely was there. It didn't follow me back to Los Angeles, but it followed me from set back to where I was sleeping during filming. I hate that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I hate all of this. That's the curse That's of the it? I feel like it started... Sometimes it's fun to think things are cursed. No, 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 no. I'm here for it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I also hate all of it. No, and I know. I hate it. My logical brain is like, everything is a coincidence and it's all fine. To me, <laughs> I feel like the curse, obviously, the skeletons was the number one reason. I can't deal with that. Right. And then the whole Will Sampson performing an exorcist, an exorcism, and I think just Heather O'Rourke and yeah. Dominique Dunn dying. Dominique Dunn, sad. And, it's so, and she was so young. Wasn't there, and it, I'm probably wrong, but there's a movie that 
there's like a small scene. He's like a coroner's assistant or something. And he's like a he is and a he's killer. actually a serial killer in real life. Yeah, is I that thought poltergeist? that was Poltergeist, but I remember looking that up and it wasn't. It wasn't Poltergeist. But there was also another movie that I was looking up because I can't remember what movie it was. Um, I actually think it was The Exorcist, the one that I'm about to say. Um, the woman in the movie was thrown against a wall by a spirit. And she screams and blah, 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 blah. In real life, they accidentally threw her into the wall so hard that she broke her back and that scream is real. <gasps> oh my god. I hate that. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, I don't know what movie is the one with... that. Where's a yep. movie where a guy has a small role and he's like a coroner's assistant and in IRL he's a serial killer. Yeah. I know they mention it in an episode of My Favorite Murder. That's why I know it. Mm-hmm. All right, Hannah. I, that I'm stressed. I'm literally like sweating, like because I like I hate. I love scary movies. If I'm alone or not alone. Oh my god, no, 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 no. If I am in like a room with a blanket covering my entire body and like one eye is peeking out and mm-hmm. I can watch it. Anything like IRL that happens. After the movie, I like I things are oh, yeah. like oh this crazy creepy thing happened. I'm like nope, it's a qu- everything's fine. We're all fine. We are all fine. fine. We are all fine and dandy. Um, well, we're gonna take a 180. Okay. So, um, I'm not gonna say what you know her as. Judith Susan Scheindlin was born in Brooklyn to a Jewish family of German, Russian, and Ukrainian heritage. Hey, what was the name? Judith. Susan Scheinlin. Okay. She described her father as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mmm, what's that like? And her mother as a meat and potatoes gal. <laughs> I love and that. And I was like, that's so random because I've never, like, I've used, I've heard people use meat and potatoes, like, phrase. Yeah. But, like, I was like, of course you just said that. That's fantastic. Of course I did. All right, so Scheinlin passed the New York State Bar Exam in 1965 and was hired as a corporate lawyer for a cosmetics firm. Within two years of her being hired there, she became dissatisfied and left her job to raise her two children. Okay. During this time, she still did work as a lawyer for child abuse cases, domestic violence, and juvenile crime. Do you have any idea who we're talking about yet? Not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No. I think I... I can't think of the name, but I think I know. By 1982, Shanglin's no-nonsense attitude inspired the mayor of New York, Ed Koch, to appoint her as a criminal court judge. Four years later, she was promoted to a supervising judge in family court, in family court's Manhattan division. She earned a reputation as a tough judge, which she disagreed with. She didn't like that people thought she was a tough judge. She just thought that she was being, she was doing what was right. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a woman, so. Exactly. She was known for her fast decision-making and acerbic wit. Me too. Same. In February 1993, a month before I'm born. Woo! Shanglin's outspoken reputation made her the subject of a Los Angeles Times article profiling her as a woman determined to make the court system work for the common good. Yes, we are. After this article, she was featured on CBS's 60 Minutes, bringing her national recognition. She published her first book in 1996 titled Don't Pee on My Leg and Tell Me It's Raining. (laughs) The same year, she retired as a family court judge after hearing over 20,000 cases. After the success, this is where you're going to find out who it is. Okay. 
After the success of her Weird Al. It's Weird Al. <laughs> no. After the success of her appearance on 60 Minutes and her first book, Shineland was approached to star in a new reality courtroom series featuring oh real cases and real rulings, and she accepted the offer. On September 16th, 1996, which is Liz's birthday, by the way, the television show Judge Judy premiered. The court shows. Fuck yes. <laughs> It's Judge Judy, in case nobody got that. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Her real name is Judith Scheindlin. Judith Scheindlin. Uh, so, September 16th, 1996, I literally wrote down Liz's birthday. What a gift. <laughs> what a gift. Um, <laughs> the television show Judge Judy premiered. The court show's present 23rd season commenced on September 10th, 2018, so just this last month. I had no idea that it was still on. Me either. To be honest. Um, Shanglin has stated that her show's primary goal is to motivate the public to do the right thing and to show that each individual must take responsibility for their actions. Oh, yes, Judge Judy. Since the show's debut, it has remained the number one court-rated show and regularly draws about 9 to 10 million viewers per day. From 2009 to 2010, Judge Judy became the first TV series in nearly a decade to attract more daytime viewers than the Oprah Winfrey show. Since then, it has been the highest rated show in all of daytime television. On March 2nd, 2015, CBS and Shineland extended their contract for another three seasons, meaning that the show will be on air until at least the 2019-2020 season. Hell yeah. This show is most popular with females aged 25 to 52, which I thought was awesome. hilarious because it's like such a wide range. Uh, author Brendan Corner commented on the show, Viewers don't seem to want moral conundrums or technical wrinkles. They love the show because she offers them a fantasy of how they'd like the justice system to operate swiftly and without procedural mishaps or uppity lawyers. They get to see wrongdoers publicly humiliated by a strong authority figure, and there is no uncertainty after Judge Judy renders her verdict and bounds off the bench, and certainly no lengthy appeals. So what what happens when she does her ruling? Does anybody go to jail? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. In all of this four pages of research, I never figured out if it was, like, real or not. Okay. Like, I think it is, but I have no idea. It's great television, regardless, yes, I guess. Yes, This is terribly sad and also funny. Mm -hmm. A 2013 Reader's Digest poll revealed that Americans trust Judge Judy more than all nine justices of the United States Supreme Court. I, would I trust Ruth, but yeah, I get but it. But the rest of them, yeah, no, I get it. But also, like, that's so fucking sad. That is sad. Shinelin was named one of VH1's 200 Greatest Pop Culture Icons. She has been referenced on shows like The Simpsons, Will & Grace, America's Next Top Model, The Practice, The Academy Awards, and drag queen Bianca Del Rio also portrayed Judge Judy on an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. She earned many awards. Shinelin has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She was inducted into the Broadcast, Cable, Broadcast and Cables Hall of Fame in 2012. She was presented with the Gracie Allen Tribute Award for the Alliance for Women in Media. The Emmys. The Emmys are a whole section. By 2011, Judge Judy had been nominated 14 years in a row without winning an Emmy. No! When asked if she ever thought that the show would actually win an award, she said, I don't know. You know, somehow I would... Blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know, you know, somehow it would sort of break the spell. The show has been such a tremendous success that I'm almost afraid to think about winning because so many of those shows that did win are no longer with us. So I say to myself, do you want an Emmy or do you want a job? Hell yeah, Judge Judy. On June 14th, 2013, Judge Judy won its first daytime Emmy after its 15th nomination. Lucky number. The show won again in 2016 and 2017, and it also holds the Guinness World Record for longest... Oh, sh she holds the Guinness World Record for longest serving judge in a courtroom-themed program. That's very niche and specific. Right, but, right, but right, she holds yours, it. But it's yours. When asked why her court show has so much longevity while most other court shows do not, in May 2013, in an Entertainment Tonight interview, Shimlin answered, I think people are comfortable knowing my perspective because I think if you try as a judge or television personality to do this kind of job and keep your perspectives, your personal perspectives, a secret, you're not being honest. And I think that the American viewing audience can tell when somebody's not being honest, when somebody's peeing on their leg and telling them that it's raining. <laughs> I think part of the reason I was selected to do this job was because I don't filter myself very well, but I was never a great filter of myself, even when I sat on the bench in New York. Now, sometimes that got you into a little bit of hot water, but they seem to like it here. Hell yeah. Fortunately for me, I don't have to act. This is it. And if you annoy me or if you lie to me or if I feel like you're trying to obfuscate the truth, you're going to get on my bad side, and that's a side you don't want to be on. I want to channel Judge Judy in every area of my life. I think that's a great... I Judge Judy's Gold Crush. Hashtag Gold Crush. Hashtag Gold Crush alert. We should have a sound. But a better one. But a, yes, a better one. Um, in March 2011, Shanlin was admitted to the hospital after she fainted on the set of her show while handling a case. She was released the next day, and it was later learned that she had suffered a mini-stroke. Oh, Regarding her retirement, Shyland has stated that it's up to her viewers and when they tire of watching the program, which she believes will inevitably happen one day. As of the present, however, Shyland has stated that fans still seem to be interested in taking something out of the courtroom. She admits that the court show is seductive and hard to give up. Shyland oh, yeah. <laughs> said, I'm not tired. I still feel engaged by what I do and I still have people who like to watch it. Sometimes we have strokes, and that doesn't mean we have to stop living. Right. Unless the stroke kills us. It was us. a mini stroke. Just a mini stroke. Fine. She's fine. She's fine. In 2005, Shineland's salary was $15 million per year. Her net worth at the beginning of 2007 was $95 million. She's ranked 13 on Forbes' top 20 richest women in entertainment. In 2010, when Shineland's contract was renewed, her salary increased to $45 million per year. And it was later reported in October 2013 that Shineland is the highest paid TV star earning $47 million per year for Judge Judy, which translates into just over $900,000 per work day, and she works 52 days a year. So, here's the thing. <laughs> you gotta wonder, how much fucking money does that show make if they can afford to pay her $47 million a year? Right? right? Like, also, it's not like they have, like, set changes. It's <laughs> literally been the same forever. It, it's... That's so much money, it doesn't even seem real. Like, at that point, I would just be like, I have $47 million, of course. But it's like, no, I have $47 That's, million. I can't, I can't even imagine $900,000 that she gets in a day. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know what I to do with myself. I not even imagine 90. I, don't, I can't nine. imagine a dollar. I don't. What does a We're dollar so look far. like? What does a dollar look like? I'm just used Please. to bothering at this point. Please, help us. I hope the mailman doesn't notice I've been putting dog poop in his paycheck. Why are you paying the mailman? Are you the government? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the government of my own home. 
I hate it. I hate it. Don't you talk to the governess that way. I'm a governess. I'm a governess. Shylin has authored seven books. In 1995, she published her first book, Don't Pee on My Leg and Tell Me It's Raining, in which she offers her insight into how and why the family court fails in its mission to impact shattered families. Her next book, Beauty Fades, Dumb as Forever, was published in January 1999, a New York Times bestseller. The book challenges women to be the best that they can be. Yes. Her first children's book, entitled Win or Lose by How You Choose, was published in 2000, followed by You Can't Judge a Book by Its Cover in the Next Year. Both books were designed as tools to help parents interact with their children and teach fundamental moral values. Shineland's third book for adults, Keep It Simple Stupid, You're Smarter Than You Look. I love it. It was also on the New York Times bestseller list, published in 2000, and shares her wisdom and opinions on solving everyday family squabbles. Her career as an author began in her courtroom series. One of her more recent books, which hit shelves on October 25th, 2013, was inspired by one of her advisory catchphrases encouraging romantic partners to be judicious with regards to domestic partnerships. What's the title of that one? It's called Be Judicious in Regards to Romantic Domestic oh, Partnerships. Oh, no, it's called... <laughs> I was going to say, it's a funny title, and that's why I want to know what it is. The title is, What Would Judy Say? A Grown-Up Guide to Living Together with Benefits. <laughs> what would Judy say? Her last book celebrated uh, the opening of her 19th season. The book was titled, it came out in September 2014. The book was titled, What Would Judy Say? Be the hero of your own story. Yes! <laughs> Um, Shindlin is the creator, director, and spokesperson for an alliance designed to nurture and strengthen women entitled Her Honor Mentoring Program. The program's mission is to provide a platform for young women to reach their full potential, strengthen their practical skills in order to realize a life full of promise, and reinforce the importance of a college education. Shindlin is a supporter of same-sex marriage, and although she has said that she is not a supporter of big government, she believes that the issue of same-sex marriage should be handled at the federal rather than state-by-state -state basis. She has also stated that she's in favor of increasing requirements for gun ownership. Mm -hmm. She prefers not to be labeled by political terms and states that she's not registered with any political parties. Judge Judy Just is truly facts. unbiased, Just as you should be. Facts. Uh, last but not least, this is just kind of a fun fact, um, on March 12, 2014, Shanlin filed a lawsuit for the first time in her life. It was filed against Hartford, Connecticut personal injury lawyer John Haymond and his law firm. <laughs> in What? I'm just saying if Judge Judy files a lawsuit against me, I'm just going to give up. Right. Like immediately you're like, I fucked up. <laughs> um, in the lawsuit, Shanlin accused Haymond and his firm of using her television image without consent in advertisements that falsely suggested that she endorsed him and his firm. Excuse me. <laughs> Shineland's producer allegedly told the firm that use of her image is not permitted in March 2013, but ads continued to be produced. The lawsuit filed in federal court sought more than $75,000 in damages. Shineland said that in her statement that any money she wins through the lawsuit would go towards college scholarships through her honor mentoring program. Mr. Hammond is a lawyer. This is... Shineland further stated, Mr. Hammond is a lawyer and should know better. The unauthorized use of my name is outrageous and requires legal action. On August 8th, 2014, it was reported that the case between Shineland and Hammond, Shineland and Hammond settled out of court in a resolution that favored Shineland and Hammond would be donating money to Shineland's charity, her honor mentoring program. Oh yes, I will force a donation out of you, baby. So. Better than the Catholic Church. He literally 
tried to use her image. She was like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. And then got all the money and gave it to her own charity program, which is amazing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> because she doesn't need the money because she makes $900,000 a day. And you'd think that she would have more scholarships. I don't know. I don't understand having that much money, but I feel like I if I did. I I feel like if I made $47 million a year, I would have kind of a lot of scholarships. Yeah, I would just be like sending people to school. Yeah, I would. I would. What do I need with? 47 million. I can't imagine. I like, I picture living in one of those like fancy, huge fucking houses in like LA or whatever that like stresses me out. There's, there's too, too many, many rooms. Too many bathrooms. There's too many rooms in general. Someone could be living in your fucking house. Yeah, you would and you no would idea. never know. You would never also, know. You don't need that big of a house and you don't need seven Range Rover. Like, get what you need. Right. Pay off your student loans. Pay off your parents' house or what? Do something. Do whatever right. you want to do. And then leftover money that you don't need. Give it to people who need it. I know. That's exactly what I would do. Because, yeah, you don't need, like, like seven Lamborghinis. It's like I have, like, so many pairs of shoes and I end up wearing the same ones every day anyway. Could you imagine what having a car, that many cars would be like? Right. It's the same thing. I just use use the same purse every day. I, so I have to, like, consciously switch it up. Like, right. I'm just, I use a purse until it's, like, broken. Yeah. I can't. I, just, I don't like the, having that much space. Like, the thought of having that much space stresses me the fuck out. Right. Because it's like, what are you going to... I'm, I'm stressed out by this basement. There's so much furniture in here, and it's still echoey, and I still feel like it's not put together. <laughs> like, could you imagine me having a giant home? Yeah, and then you have to have, like, staff. Yeah, and I'm already employed Sarah. She is my TV volume controller. Your roommate, not your therapist. Yes. I employ my therapist to be my therapist. Exactly. <laughs> I do have yeah, staff. Oh, my could, God. You could hire so many therapists with that much money. I would I would hire them for other people because I will never leave my therapist. Well, that was Judge Judy. So she's like this bomb-ass lady. Damn, makes yeah. shitloads of money. Okay. Wow. So that's the end. A badass. I love a woman in charge. I love... An authority figure. I love an authoritative woman. Authoritative? Authorita authoritative. Authoritative. Authority. Respect my authority. That's what I was thinking. We're gonna get sued for using their image. Whose image? South Park. Oh yeah, they can sue us if they want. No, we'll just settle. They have oh, more we'll money. Just be like, sorry, they'll just send us a season to sit first, and we'll be like, you're right. Okay, sorry, you're right. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, all right. Just put up a, the Instagram. Will just be a picture of South Park, like a like just black, the word South Park on it mm -hmm. that we made. That we it was our idea. Like this is, this quote is from South Park. <laughs> This whole episode is sponsored by South Park. That would mean we know Trey and Matt. Matt Parker. Trey yeah, Trey Stone, Stone and Matt Parker, right? I really wanted to say Stone. Trey Parker, Matt Stone. A combination. A duo. A duo. <laughs> like us. Just like they us. are the male version of the bus. They're just like us. Celebrities. They, they put their foot in their Lamborghini one foot at a time. Accurate. It's accurate. And they're Unless all, they're just like jumping in. And they're all octopuses. I feel like some of them, I don't know why that comment was just made, but I'm <laughs> in the middle of a thought. So I feel like some of them like roll down the window and dive in to their Lamborghinis. While it's moving. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. like they have seven, so why not? Yeah, why not? Do you want to circle back to the octopus comment? Are we good? <gasps> we done? Are we good? You no. good? You good? <laughs> Um, no, it was the stupid. I'm so tired. I just keep saying stupid shit. We have one more, and it's the scary one. So I don't wake the fuck up. I don't know if mine's really that scary. Mine's more informative. Anyway. Oh, mine's just like um, I hate this lady. Okay. A lot. Well. Stay tuned for the next episode. Coming to you live on Halloween. Uh -huh. Not live. Not live. But live. I mean, before it's live right the now. Tuesday before Halloween. Anyway, bye. Bye. Is it?
that funny? That's funny. Okay. <laughs>